The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owners, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. I'm your hostess, Tara Kennedy Klein, and I am so stoked to be joined today by a friend from across the border, (laughs) the northern border. Um, My guest today is Adam Dolgan, and Adam is the founder of a website called Fodder for Fathers. And I started following this, that, that website or, or your blog, as it were, at the time, several years ago. And um, since then, his popularity has grown so much. I was drawn to Adam because we had the same sense of humor about parenting. Um, you know, I, I find myself aligning with parenting a lot more from a dad's perspective than a mom's perspective a lot of times. And I think that... Um, following Adam and chatting with Adam online made me realize that we tend to bring a lot of the feminine or masculine to our parenting styles. And that's what makes us make the choices that we make a lot of times, which I find hysterically funny when I watch people, um, because I'm a people watcher. And, uh, so Adam was tackling the, the real, um, hard topics with, common sense and humor and lightheartedness, which is what I really love. Um, you know, we, we talked about things like, um, piercing your baby's ears and having your baby circumcised and, you know, stuff like that, that like normally people would look at it and go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're making light of that. Well, you know what? Here's the deal, folks. We're either going to make light of it or we're going to fight about it. I'd rather make light of it. And, and, you know, that's that's what Adam brought to. So since the time that we started, I started following Adam's website or blog, um, we got involved in this group called Parenting 2.0. And uh, we were both invited to speak at their first conference. I guess I was like last August or something like that. And we finally got to meet, and I got to meet his amazing wife, who was pregnant with their their second child at the time, and just had such a blast with them and knew immediately that Adam was going to be just huge in the parenting community because he brings a breath of fresh air that very few people, parenting experts, quote, unquote, bring. And now he has this amazing Facebook following community and, you know, a really active website and is just doing such terrific things. So I couldn't wait to have him on the show. And uh, unfortunately, we had to schedule it at a time when you would be awake and available because, as most people don't know, you work. (laughs) 
<laughs> they think that you're just like this easygoing dad who has a, you know, all because you get to stay home with your babies all day. But you know what, Adam, I'm going to let you talk now. Um, I think, <laughs> I think the coolest thing is that you, the way you speak sheds the illusion that you're home with your kids all day because you're so present when you are with them. Well, first, thanks for the intro, Tara. That, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I get that a lot. I get like, you know, people keep saying, you're a stay-at-home dad. I'm like, no, I actually, I work. And I, you know, I work nine to five, and then I actually teach, uh, you know, this semester is only one night a week, but uh, most semesters is two nights a week. But it's just, parenting's always on my brain. And whenever I'm around the kids, like, I'm all in. Yeah. That's so cool about you. Well, and it's just like, well, my wife works as well, so it's like we split up everything, so it's, it's co-parenting. And I guess a lot of people don't live that way, so they, it doesn't get into their minds, you know, that people actually live that way. So Where, let know, me ask you, is that, a, interchangeable. is that a Canadian thing, or what, is that just a Dolgan thing? Um, that was a necessity thing. Uh, my, my wife actually, she goes to work at about 4 a.m. She works in radio. So um, right off the bat, like I think she only took about three months off because you can't really be away from radio for very long. Yeah, and, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, and then you know, after about three months, it was just like I was on mornings, and it just like you know, obviously I was involved before then, but it just like once I was on mornings, it was just like I was on my own, and I was just you know like do or die. And, right. Yeah. And it's just between the two of us, we learned how to split up things very well. We go to our strengths. Like, each of us is better at certain things. Um, and, you know, uh, but I just, every, every time I hear that, I'm like, you know, I never say that. How do people get that from what I say? I just call myself an involved dad. I never say I'm a stay-at-home dad. I think it's the perception because you are so active in your community, obviously, which is what has made it such a gigantic, enormous, you know, presence online. Um, and everything that you talk about all day long is the kiddos. So, you know, from a perception standpoint, all we hear from you is conversations about being a dad or being a parent. And we see that from you all day long. So the assumption is you must be doing this all day that's long. all I'm immersed in all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, a good memory helps too. You know, a lot of times I'll just stockpile some of the funny things that my kids said and just like bring them out at certain times. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's funny because a lot of people, um, I think, followed me originally because of the funny things that my daughter says. And, She's you know, hysterical. Yeah. Like, she's so funny things will come around. She still calls a ponytail a bony tail, which I think is funny. <laughs> uh, and she just does it to bother me now. Because uh, she's three and a half, but no, I just a lot of people started following me for that. Um, but you know, it's like they think that she says something funny like twenty four seven. It's just no. Sometimes I just stockpile them, so I'll bring them out during the day, or you know, I just be like during the day. It's like most parents, you know, keep a picture of, of their kids at their desk. So sometimes I'll just remember something funny that your kids do, and I'll post that. But people, I guess, think I'm home when I'm posting that, and I'm not. That's pretty amazing. You know, because I just assumed that you had, like, this awesome Hootsuite thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, your wife is, you're, you just started um, 
Well, you just had another baby. How old is he now? He's uh, eight months now. Eight months? Are you kidding? Eight months. Yeah. Time flies. It's, you know, when you're not the one who's pregnant, pregnancies go really fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think when you, um, when you saw my wife, she was five months at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like she should have had to be pregnant for another year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, 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 this pregnancy, uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, you know, it's funny for the size that he is now. Um, he didn't look that big in there at the time, but, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a big boy now. He is a big kiddo and beautiful. Oh my God. That face. Uh, yeah. He's, he's got, he's got my cheeks, <laughs> the, the big cheeks, but, uh, no, I, you know, it, it's funny. It's you know, like time does fly like that. And you just, uh, you know, yeah, that's a long time ago. Wow. I think it's so yeah. awesome that you, the, the types of stuff that you're doing, makes time slow down um, or makes people realize that they need to make time slow down, you know, because we want to look for those funny things about our kids too. After we read what you get to go through, what you get to witness, you know, well, I, I guess it's all perspective, right? And it's, it's, it's funny because I do have a lot, a lot of people that uh, will follow my, my Facebook page um, are all ages and they're not necessarily even parents. You know, I get a lot of grandparents, obviously. I get a lot of grandparents even raising kids. Um, but I get a lot of non-parents who just, yeah. who just like to hear the stories about the kids. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't really like to talk about, you know, when I'm talking about my own kids, I don't like to talk about, like, you know, the troubles I'm having with them. Like, you know, even when I have troubles with my daughter, I still have a smile on my face. I think everything she does is hilarious. I even think with the baby, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> he's eight months old now in the beginning. Um, he was nothing like her, and he screamed all night. But I always tried to keep a sense of humor about it, and I always tried to portray that on paper. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, and it just but it's the thing is like you know what? Even like while I'm going through it, maybe sometimes I might be frustrated as any parent would be. But when I'm when I'm thinking about it afterwards, I'm thinking you know, it, it's still the best time with them. Yeah, right. Which obviously every every age with kids is great. Um, but you know, I'm trying to enjoy it as I'm going through it with them. So yeah, I could be upset and say, Oh my God, my kids did this, but you know, it's more fun to say, you know, Oh my God, my kids did this. And this is the funny part of it. Yeah. You know, I've tried, I try to do that too. Um, you know, because kids do stuff that we, and we as parents have a choice. It's, we're always telling our kids that, right? We're always yeah. giving our kids choices. You can do this or you can do that. You know, because we want them to be able to make good choices. But then somehow we grow out of it when we get older. And my whole thing is, you know, we have a choice in that moment, too. We can either, like, totally fly off the handle and be the immature baby one in that situation. Or we can make it a learning a learning moment and take the joy from it. Take the learning from it, you know? Yeah. I, my, my whole thing is, you know, if you can't parent with a sense of humor, it's going to eat you alive. No kidding, right? Yeah. Then it really is the hardest job on the planet. I can't stand when people say that, that parenting is the hardest job on the planet. It's because it's, to me, it's like, okay, well, you're making it that hard. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. It, yeah, it, it's attitudes a lot of it. I, um, you know, everyone's going to have those days uh -huh. where they might be like, you know, wanting to tear their hair out. Because, I mean, I still have young kids. I'm sure people with kids slightly older than mine have it a little bit tougher or kids with closer together that are toddlers. Um, where you want to pull your hair out, but 
if you don't step back and just like you know are able to smile every once in a while, it's just yeah. Like, you, I don't understand how people can function that way. Yeah, you know? I, they it don't. Be, it can't be good for your kids. <laughs> it's not, and they don't function that way. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> They're not functioning. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, not at all. I don't. Know. I think a lot of people aren't functioning, or they're finding they're finding ways to cope, which might be, not be the best way. Going about it with kids. Exactly. Uh, oh my gosh. So. But, but, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Darren. No, go ahead, Adam. This is your day. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, I get into you know, I we have oh, a thing. Oh, we're going to break. I guess. Okay. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk more with Adam. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Familia. Identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the WOW Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do. In love, life, and business, she is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. I feel like walking the world, like walking the world. 
Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy-Klein. Welcome back to Stop Raising Einstein. I'm your hostess, Tara Kennedy-Klein, and I am joined today by a dear friend and an awesomely fun, involved dad, Adam Dolgan, who is the founder of Fodder for Fathers, which is on uh, Facebook. You definitely have to check it out if you haven't yet. So, um, Adam, Mm -hmm. we were talking about uh, the perception that people think that you're this work at home dad or stay at home dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the big things that you talk about a lot, and I see it so much in your community, it cracks me up is the, how, like so many moms still think that parenting is just a mom job. Like dads can't do it. And you have oh, a really I... strong opinion about that. <laughs> No, I have a very strong opinion about that. And maybe, you know, yeah, obviously, maybe there aren't as many dads out there who are as involved as the community that I'm in. Um, So sometimes I I have to step back and try to see it from their perspective as well. But I find a lot of moms have a hard time seeing it from our perspective. And um, even yesterday, there was a topic, it was about coddling. And it was a it was a gentleman asking for help because he believed that his, his wife was coddling their two year old and their eleven month old, which I really felt was, you know, the two year old was being coddled and he didn't want it to happen to the eleven month old again. But right off the bat, we just got you know, let a mom be a mom. Um, dads don't know anything. Um, stay out of it. Wow, really? Yeah. So and and, he, and obviously he wasn't there to defend himself. So I'm you know. As the mediator, I was in there, and it was just like I wasn't even trying to. Defend, I was just trying to look at it logically. It's like you know, you know, some people are asking me to define what he meant by coddling. I'm like, well, use the dictionary definition, right? You know, so by the dictionary definition alone, yeah, there might be certain things that she's doing that he disagrees with, and he was looking for help. Instead of getting help, he just got attacked because obviously a man can't critique his wife's parenting. Yeah, but my husband reverse, does that goes all, the on all the time. Yeah, um, which, which you know, which happens a lot. Um, I, I mean, I get a lot of support. There are a lot of moms who, you know, um, won't say agree with me all the time, but I'll get, I'll get a lot of support from moms who will say, yeah, sometimes, you know, maybe we should st- take a step back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in those situations, it becomes like a blind mob. Yeah, yeah, you're waiting for, like, the pitchforks to come out, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah, crazy. it's like you, you can't say anything because you can't be right at all. No matter what, in this situation, you're a dad, you're not right. And yeah. that doesn't work in my world. And you know, it's someone so says, Sorry? No, it's so funny because my husband and I were just having this conversation yesterday morning. And it was crazy. It's, it's crazy because I see so many moms saying, my husband's not involved and my husband doesn't help out and he's such a loser and he's such a deadbeat. And then I turn around and I'm like, but you micromanage him right out of his role. Exactly. Right? And there was something, I did a topic called the maternal gatekeeping a while ago, which is exactly what you just said. Um, Where, you know, moms right off the bat are um, keeping dads at arm's length from their kids because they want that role. They don't want them to have that role. 
Do you think it's that they don't want them to have the role or do you think it's that they're afraid that the dads are going to be too rough, gruff and harsh with their babies? Um, I would say that could be part of it in certain segments of the population. I think in others, um, there might be a jealousy involved there if the dad has a better relationship with the kids. So tell me what that looks like. Sorry? Tell me what that looks like. What that looks like when dad has a better relationship with the kids? Yeah, like what do you mean? Um, Well, sometimes, you know, you get, obviously, I hear a lot of dads complaining about what they call mommyitis, but, you know, that works in reverse a lot of times, too. And um, from a lot of what I read, moms definitely identify more with being a mom than dads do with a dad Mm -hmm. right now. I'm sure that'll change over time. So, um, you know, maybe dad, when it comes to mommy, I just have dad's hurt, feelings are hurt when he comes home and his kid doesn't, you know, want to um, play with him. But I think moms take it a lot more personally. Oh, yeah. That happens. So I think that becomes a problem, too. So, you know, there's lots of things. Yeah, they're micromanaging this and that. But then it's like there's sometimes there's a worry there, too. You know, maybe if he does do it better than me, how's that going to make me look to other moms? Wow. So now we're going back into that mommy judgment thing that cripples so much, so many of us. Oh, I think that's a huge thing amongst like dads. You know, I'm in a huge dad community of about 500 dads. You will joke with each other, but there's no judgment there. Oh my you know, gosh. Like none. Um, but you know, anytime I go, um, into a lot of the, the, the mom sites and, you know, they're talking, all of a sudden someone just says the wrong thing, just get pounced on. And it's not, I just don't find that supportive at all. You're not helping each other be better parents. You're just saying, this is what I would do, and I think I'm right. So you must be wrong. Yeah, and, you know, here's my big thing with that. And it's, you know, we're, we're starting this whole new um, – we're starting this whole new program called Moms and Bars, which <laughs> talk about judgment. But anyway, um, basically what we do is we we are trying to create the atmosphere that you just described, which sounds like a utopia, by the way, of dads who joke around and, and um, help each other through humor and fun. Oh, my gosh. So that's kind of what we're trying to do with Moms and Bars because – we're we're trying to it's not that we don't want to offer support to each other mm. but we have to step back and say before we get mad at our girlfriends or and not talk to them and start yelling at them because of their parenting i think we have to step back and go how is this affecting me like if what you're exactly. doing with your kid isn't affecting my life why do i care exactly and there's so many different ways to parent a child oh yeah right and it's just like, but it, it's amazing how everyone needs to be right or like just to, to validate themselves. And it doesn't doesn't have to be that way. It's fine. You did this with your with your kid. It worked. Every kid is different, you know. So maybe I'm trying a different way. Sure. If you want to, give, if I ask you for advice and you want to give it to me, by all means. But please don't start throwing that you have to do this and you need to do this. If you don't do this, you know, you're going to be doing bad things to your kids because it's not true. You're yeah. It's not true. I mean, for me, it would be like trying to create a template for snowflakes. Like you can't do it. You know, it's impossible, nor should you. Because what's unique about your kid, why would you want to rubber, why would you run a rubber stamp your kid like that? Like there's so many unique, cool things about your kid that are there because of the combination of you and the other person that created them. 
right? So why would you want to make them like everybody else? How boring would that be? We we do that for ourselves. Isn't that weird though, Adam? We do that it for ourselves. Comfortable. Yeah. People don't like different. They like the same. But yet we spend thousands of dollars in therapy trying to accept the fact that we're unique and and different as adults, but we can't do that for our kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's it's the culture right now, and there's a lot of people out there uh, trying to chip chip away at it. Um, You know, but it takes time. Yeah, it took us a long time to get here. I love the whole concept of, you know, oh, kids were so much better behaved 50 years ago. I, you know, I love that one. It's- yeah, I always think of Eddie Haskell when I think of that. <laughs> Eddie, ha- Eddie Haskell sure was very well behaved, but even like, you know, uh, you know, the, the Beeb's mom kind of saw right through that. Yeah, no kidding, right? He was like the perfect little angel in front of adult eyes. And then, they, you know, like they were they were smoking weed behind the school. They oh, were for sure. <laughs> for sure. In the middle of winter, they're standing over a grate somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, you know, then, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty again, it's perception, you know, like everyone likes to think of it like their time is like the good old days. Exactly. Um, and, 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 uh, what's his face? Um, uh, what's her face? The, I love Lucy, yeah. <laughs> Lucy and Ricky got pregnant by sleeping in those two separate beds all those years. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Rick, Ricky just snored. We all know that. <laughs> it's crazy what we, what we allow ourselves to believe and the yeah. perceptions that we allow ourselves to believe is crazy. And I think that's, what's making us crazy as parents well i think what someone actually sent me an email today and they said that they have a friend who's a phd and they and she gave me some information um that he gave her which i found quite interesting about like the good old days um apparently it wasn't in the 1800s most parenting literature was geared at death really yeah because back then um the family farm that kind of thing was more prevalent so dads were there on a daily basis, right, involved with the family. So if you think Little House on the Prairie, it kind of, you clue into that, right? Yeah. So then the Industrial Revolution hits, and dads are away more and more and more. Wow. Right? But still, you probably don't have the literature going to the mom, still going to the dads. But then you hit, like, the 40s and 50s, and then all the advertising starts. Television. And then it's all geared towards moms. <laughs> See, it is all TV's fault. Exactly. But, you know, I, I hear a lot, you know, all throughout history, mothers have been responsible for their kids. No. Like, were you there? Right, exactly. And no, like you said, dad was the disciplinarian. And back then, parenting was about discipline, period. It wasn't about psyches. It wasn't about, you know, finding your brilliance or discovering your dreams. Or It was about discipline, Yeah. period. You know, we, all, was- we all work together. We're all in the same place. Yeah, you might go to school, but, you know, like most of the time, the family was together. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. back Yeah. 
Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chief Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chief Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse. Involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are talking with Adam Dolgan of Fodder for Fathers. And that's, I want everybody to know where to go, but it's kind of a tongue twister to say it. So I'm going to spell it. <laughs> it's F-O-D-D is in David, E-R, for the number four fathers at, uh, at Facebook, whatever. So how many, how many people are in your community now, Adam? Um... Uh... Just over seventeen thousand. It's insane. Yeah, that's a little. Uh, I never fathomed that when I started it. Yeah, right. Holy and, and crap! And you know what? I, mean, I probably remember half the names too. Yeah, well, a lot of them stick out. <laughs> <laughs> some, of, some of them certainly do. 
<laughs> you know, oh my gosh. It's it's awesome that it's it's active. That's what I love about it. You know, like you'll put up something, people send you their questions, concerns, comments, struggles, scenarios, all kinds of stuff, and then you post them and then the whole community like swoops in to save them. That does happen sometimes, or the whole community swoops in to attack them. That's happened sometimes too, depending on the question. So, sometimes, I, sometimes I, um, I, I know maybe I shouldn't post something, but I still, in the, the end of it, think there's something important comes out of it. So even if I think maybe like there'll be parts where there might people might take issue with it, I still think it's important to put it up there because I don't think you know, you know, every parenting issue is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't just want to post what's popular. Right, because that's what everybody's doing. Yeah, I could, I, I could post what's popular every day, or I could just, you know, mm-hmm. even on my site, I could stay away from questions altogether and just show pictures of me and my kids. But, you know, I obviously I like, you know, talking about being a great dad, but I just like parenting in general. I, you know, I, I like interesting topics um, where people can get together and even disagree on it. I yeah, that's, and that's, that's the best. Better. You know, I can't, I, I, I don't like to use the phrase I can't stand, but it really rubs me the wrong way when you go onto these sites that everybody has the exact same belief and the exact same opinion and they're all experts. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we're preaching to the choir. Like they'll bring up a topic that's really like an ethnic based topic or, you know, something that that they couldn't possibly understand unless somebody who's in that or has been there contributes to the conversation. And it's all, it's like all these upper class PhD types answering the question. And yeah, I'm like, I, I can't follow those conversations for long because I just, you know, I don't, I don't get anything out of them. So like I try to stay away from those when I'm going to other people's pages. So I try not to do it on my own. Um, I, I, it's funny though, sometimes I'll post things that I think, you know, they're kind of benign, and then I'll get attacked for something that I say. And it just sometimes like, I just, like what? Like, give me an stuff. example. I like juicy examples. We're on we're on web radio here, so you can say anything. No, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a really good example of it, but there aren't really like it. Just it's gone to the point where people like debates so much on my page now that sometimes maybe I think they just enjoy them and like looking for them, whether or there aren't any. Um, mm. I was surprised yesterday. I posted a picture of my son eating one of those um, uh, pouches, like where it's like mixed food together in a pouch. It's like one uh-huh. of those on the go food pouches. And I thought for sure someone would take issue with it, and no one did. But in the past, I've had it where someone might. You That's know, whereas bizarre. I don't think it's such a big deal because you know what? They're great for on the go. But you know, I know a lot of people make their own food at home, and you know, like everyone has a different oh, opinion. So. But you never know, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, you know, but I'm also one of those people that I like going after bigger topics that most people won't touch because when I'm like, why would you sweep that under the rug? Exactly. Especially, it's the elephant in the room. Let's talk about it, right? Yeah, you especially know? with circumcision because so many people have questions about it. Sure. That, you know, when you post something like that and if you let, um, you know, a certain group take it over and try to just show their perspective, no one yeah. learns from that. True story. It's like, you know, you're being, I've, I've seen those conversations happen on your site and, and on your Facebook page. And it's like, you'll get these, these groups of almost like bullyish behavior, 
you know, and then they'll start calling people names and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Seriously, like, how is that solving anything? You know, it, it doesn't. It makes a joke out of what you're trying to accomplish. And don't get me wrong. I have nothing against what they're trying to accomplish. I just have mm. something against how they go about it. Exactly. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a disagreement. And, you know, well, I'm going to fault anyone for trying to protect kids um, in their views. But it's just the way they go about it. I don't, you know, I, don't, I don't think it goes anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. And here's the thing. It destroys their cause. The, yeah. We were in San Diego recently. I was with my family. And um, we're walking down this sidewalk. And this guy walks past this girl who's handing out pamphlets. Here it was a Greenpeace. She was doing stuff for Greenpeace. Mm -hmm. And she started a screaming match with this perfect stranger. And I'm like, yeah. okay, peace is in the word. It, it's in your title. You know, like what, you're just totally destroying the branding of what you represent when you do stuff like that. And I don't think people realize they get very passionate and they get very angry, but they don't realize how they're degrading and tearing down. Um, well, it it, it becomes more seek and destroy instead of educate. Exactly. And, and that's, that's the problem I have with it. It's like if you don't, if you're not on my side, then we're enemies. And I don't, I don't see that. It's like. If you're not on my side, that, that, that might be an opportunity for me to educate you about what my side is, and maybe I could convert you instead Trish of, you know, turning you totally off of it. Yeah, it's oh, that happened. I mean, you wouldn't be as familiar with it as, you know, a, an American. But um, during the whole political campaign, it's like I made this meme that said, Oh my gosh, I totally had my, my guy picked out, but once you started calling me names and berating me public, it, publicly, it totally changed my mind, and now I'm voting for your guy. Yeah, you, know, exactly. you know, it's like, come on, what are you hoping to accomplish? If you're out just to make an ass out of me, then our conversation is done. Um, you know, but if you seek to understand why I made the choices I made and then maybe give me your perspective, now we're talking. And, oh God, I think that's why the term parenting expert has gotten such a bad rap. I know that you don't like it either. Uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I've always, I, I think when I started, I was calling it um, common sense parenting, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, because I just, you know, a lot of it just seemed to be pretty straightforward to me. You know, obviously there's certain things you want to know, like milestones and things like that. Yeah, obviously I'd have to go read a book for it. But most other things I didn't need to go read someone's opinion on. And then, you know, you go into a bookstore and you just see thousands of books of people with different opinions. And mm -hmm. you just know every kid is different. And these are just cookie-cutter answers. And it's like it, just, it doesn't work for most people. Yeah. You know, and, then you got, and then you have these people, you know, 10 years later – Saying you know, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> That's a big person that can admit that. Wow, I haven't oh, met them yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't remember. It was actually it was an actual doctor. I think it was for uh, it was on uh, it was on uh, sleep patterns. Uh, but no, and then there was another study where someone did it where they said all studies, and it doesn't matter what the study was, all studies will be proven wrong over time. Yes, I read all that same thing. All yeah. of them, every one of them. Yep. So it's like, you know, whatever you're basing your information on might work for your argument at the time. But, you know, even when I took psychology, it's just like the reason I didn't really enjoy it is because every time I'd read a page, you know, someone came up with this great idea. Then you flip the page and someone discounted it. Yeah. 
God. Right? And it seems that's all they wanted to do was just discount each other's work. And that's what we do to each other, isn't it? Yeah. We want to come up with the biggest, brightest, best thing. So what have you found? I mean, like, what, what have you found to work? Obviously, you don't have a parenting style. I mean, for me, common sense parenting, the only thing with that is I have a big belief that it's not common unless you've done it enough for it to be common. Well, it's just like, let's say it's like the Anthony Robbins style of parenting is what I go for. Anthony Robbins, um, you know, self-help guru who, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I actually listened to his tapes once my brother gave me one. Very interesting. Um, but I liked how he came about it. It's like, he's like, I'm just going to model the things that certain people do best. Yeah. And, you know, if I look at that and I think that works for them, I'll try it. If it works for me, that's great. If it doesn't, then I'll go to somebody else and say, you know, this person's doing this well. Maybe I'll try what they're doing. But never discounting what someone says. Like, it's when someone says to me, like, you know, you should never, I never, I don't usually try to use the word never. You yeah, know, you I'll can't. Try, I'll try anything, especially, you know, when it comes to, like, discipline. My daughter can outsmart me on any day of the week. True story. Yeah, the only, the only thing that keeps me going is my sense of humor, you know? And she'll laugh, too, at the end of it. It's just, but, you know, as long as I keep my sense of humor and I keep trying new things, then, you know, I, I think I'm doing my job as a parent. That's awesome. And that's, it's, you know, I think we could get such great parenting advice from self-help gurus because great parenting starts with great parents. You know, it's like you have to, you have to be willing to be the model of what you're expecting from your kids. You know, like my husband got pissed at me the other day because I didn't make the kids make their bed and clean their room. And I looked at him, I'm like, when did you ever have to clean your room when you were a kid ever? Exactly. And he's like, yeah, I didn't. And I'm like, okay, so then really, are you being realistic? When you... <laughs> Come on. You know, let, what are you offering them? <laughs> exactly. What's in it for them? That's what yeah. it's all about. I think that would be an awesome parenting style. The what's in it for them parenting style. Because then kids would do, you know, that if your whole mo- goal... That was my mom's parenting style with me. <laughs> Very, I was a very stubborn kid, and she just learned early on. She's like, you know, I'm going to go with it. I'll yep. figure out what, what he actually wants, and I'll use that to my advantage. Obviously, you know, you can't use that on every kid, and you wouldn't suggest it on every kid, but every kid is different. Uh-huh. That's why some of them are going to be CEOs, and some of them are going to be trash men. Don't matter. <laughs> so when we come back from this next break, I want to talk to you about um, being a role model for other dads. Oh, great. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Chances are, you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. 
Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Wuhu Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy-Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are in the home stretch with my awesome guest, Adam Dolgan of Fodder for Fathers. And um, Adam, I think that you should write a book. I was thinking about it during the break, and I really do. I think you should write a book because I think it would be funny, and I think it would be informative, and I think that it would change a lot of people's perspective of how dads contribute to the parenting uh, team. You know, Tara, I'd love to write a book. It's actually hard for me, though, on a daily basis to get away from all the debates on my page. Yeah. You know, that could that would be a funny book. Yeah. I, I think, actually, <laughs> as, my kids get, probably, as my kids get a little bit older, um, I, I, I think I will. I, I already have, um, you know, a, a skeleton outline of it um, on my computer. But, um, you know, I just... Yeah, I, pulling out things here and there where I think I can put them into a book where I think it would actually help people. And obviously, you know, be funny as well. Yeah, exactly. Because it's got to be. That's what I'm totally finding is that, yeah. you know, if people aren't, people aren't very interested in stuff if it doesn't tickle their funny bone anymore. Uh, I'm thinking of writing maybe like a John Gray kind of book. Maybe not a book necessarily for dads, maybe a book for moms on understanding dads. Oh, see, when you went to, when you said gray, I yeah. immediately went to Fifty Shades of Gray, and I'm thinking, like, Fifty <laughs> Shades of Poop, like... That's a different <laughs> kind of mom book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, that would be funny. Oh. I was just at a baby shower. 
and we played this game where they took baby diapers and they melted candy bars in the baby diapers and smashed them up. And you had to look at them and smell them and guess what candy bar it was. It was the most disgusting game I've ever played. Ever. And I've had to eat baby food at baby showers. That was disgusting. So I'm just putting that out there because I know like 50 listeners are going to write to me now and go, that was horrible. And I just tried it. It was hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, that does not sound good at all. <laughs> see? Now you see what we have to go through as women. This is why we are so demanding as parents because we have to put up with all that shit. Dads don't have to do that. Yeah, dads get to come afterwards and pick up all the gifts. Right? And drink yeah. beer and watch TV while we're sweating outside smelling poop. <laughs> <laughs> and ooing and aahing over 50 pairs of booties, you know? Exactly. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, see what we deal with as mothers. So, it, with the whole book thing, I think the thing that got me about that, I'm, you have, you really set the bar and I don't think you even realize it. Maybe you do by now. But you kind of set the bar for dads. I, I don't know. I When I look at great dads, I look at like both of my brothers. I have two older brothers with kids. Um, and we none of us, we didn't have a great dad. I mean, my dad tried his best. But, you know, there were lots of times where he dropped us off at our grandmother's because he couldn't handle us. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were divorced at a very young age, too. Uh, so yeah, no, when I look, when I look at like a great dad, I look, I look at my brothers, like I've tried to like model myself after them. So when I think about it, it's like more, I'm more of a copy of somebody. It's like, you know, um, so I kind of feel uncomfortable when someone says that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of great dads out there. Yeah. You know, especially when I'm talking to guys, cause you know, I haven't even hit like the teen years yet. And those, those guys, the guys who make it through that, those are my heroes. Yeah. You know what, Adam? You're going to be one of those dads that's not going to have a problem with the teen years. And you know why? Because you have a sense of humor. You don't take everything personally. And I... Well, well, and I'll have a Ginsu sword hanging like right in the front foyer of my house. Right? And a taser. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And that's just for Dee Dee's boyfriends. Yeah. Oh, no, I think my son will already be, like, twice her size at that point. So I'll just, like, have him stand next to me. He looks like he's going to be a good, like, 6'6". Six, six. That's awesome. The little big yeah. brother. Yeah. Um, so but, no, I, you know what? I, I am surrounded now in a community and just, like, even, like, guys who come onto my page who will just, like, tell their stories. I see so many great dads out there. Um, but I just think like it, it gets like brushed away because anytime they try to say something, um, especially online, because I think online is still, you know, probably like 85% women, yeah. you know, on like on social media. So they're just kind of like their stories, you know, get kind of pushed over. Like it's there one second and there's like 50 other stories right after it. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, and it's so funny to me. I think a lot of it has to do with this whole, um, you know, women's empowerment thing. Like the man gets to be the breadwinner and he gets to be head of household and the woman for, you know, for generations was, you know, she took care of the house and the kids. And it 
we didn't allow it to be glamorous, but now yeah. we're trying to, um, you know, we're trying to bring out how important our job is. We're trying to highlight how important our job is. And in the process, we're pushing our men away and saying, my job is just as important, if not more than yours is. And so, you know, you don't get to do my important job. I, I'm only going to do that job. Yeah. Um, and you, it's, what I find interesting is I don't live in that world. My world is we both work. We cross over during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like my wife's done work at noon. And so we just cross over and it's just like we're both on the same level. There's no none of that argument. Um, you know, although I probably do more cleaning and cooking than she does. Aww, but she's right? cute. <laughs> um, no, but it does, those are my strengths, right? There's certain right. things that she does that are not my strengths. Um, you know, hey, during, during the winter, yeah, she was out there shoveling some days when, like, it was really bad and well before I got home. Wow. Um, she's a yeah. shoveler? Yeah. She's tiny, and you live in Canada. Wow. She's strong. She's wow, tiny. like bull. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's so, so for me, I can, I can step back during those arguments and say, well, I don't live in that world. So I'm kind of just trying to see, trying to learn from it myself and see like, you know, how do we get the two sides together? Cause I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. Right. 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 So, so, okay. So in your opinion, is it too late if you're, if, if people are listening right now that are already in that dynamic, you know, they're, mm-hmm. the dad is feeling totally pushed away and the mom is feeling like totally disrespected and her husband's a blithering idiot and couldn't change a diaper if, you know, if it was on a car. What, what is it too late to turn that around? What does the no. dad have to do? I say take the challenge. If she tells you you can't do something, make her a bet. Say, okay, you go for the day. Leave me with the kids. You know, tell me how you would do it on this particular day. Not every day, just how it would get done on this particular day. You know, you can write it down. I may not follow it exactly, but I will get everything done by the time you come home. You know, and then if I don't, then you can tell me that. But don't tell me that without allowing me to do it first. And you know that the, the feminine part of me was screaming when you said that, oh my God, what if he succeeds? Then he's going to jam that down my throat for the rest of my life. And women really think that. No. Next day, he won't even be thinking about it. But you know what? You know what you'll get out of it the next day? A better relationship between father and child. And a better relationship between you and your husband. That's awesome. So put out the challenge. So if I, if what I'm understanding is correct, you're saying if, if dad's feeling pushed away, Put the challenge out there. Say, give me a chance to show you that I can do this. Write it down if you have to. Give me a list that I have to follow. But then when you succeed, because as a dad, you're going to succeed. You know, Um, they only mess up the laundry because they don't want to do laundry. If you're asking that question to begin with and you want to be involved, you've already succeeded. Wow. That's deep, Adam. (laughs) Thank you. But it's true. If you're it's already true. at that point where you recognize, you know, like I'm being pushed away, I want to be a much larger part of my child's life. And, you know, it's Sunday afternoon. And yeah, I could go golfing with my buddies. But, you know what, I'd rather take my kids to the zoo. And maybe, you know, here, Mom, you can have, you know, if you're the stay-at-home mom, you take the day off, I'll take them to the zoo. Mm-hmm. 
right? There's so many moms You're out the- there, though. There's so many moms out there, though, that won't even let their dad, let their spouses have that. Like, they're afraid to leave the baby alone with them for five minutes because they're going to break it, you know? And I think to those moms, we have to say, you know, somebody let you try. Somebody gave you a crack at it and trusted that you could do it. Why wouldn't you do the same thing for your for your man, for your husband, for your... The day we, the day we brought my daughter home from the hospital, my wife looked at me. She's like, here's the baby. I'm going to return something to Toys R Us. I'll be back in two hours. Really? Yeah. That same day? Same day. Wow. And even to this day, my wife, we're both on vacation right now. I knew I was going to be on the radio with you. Um, so she took my daughter berry picking. Who's watching the baby? Big daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I so she, she could have wanted to take both of them with her, but no. So, and it's never been that way. It's like, you know what? They're, you know, we're both their parents. Um, she's always felt comfortable leaving them with me. Exactly. And you know, here's the thing. If they're, if you've had a, if you've had a pet, you know, and they didn't break that, <laughs> I don't know. I I look at it like if you trust this person to be your partner, you know, you, you trust, should them. trust them with your most value, yeah, prized possession. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think moms are just too scared. And I think that I think that they're afraid that dads are going to be too hard on the kids. But here's the thing, you know, I I was a daddy's girl. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. If somebody had told me, you know, we're going to turn back time and you're not going to get to spend that time with your dad or bond with your dad, even though he did parenting differently than your mom, I'd be like, oh, hell no. I want every bump, bruise, mistake and, you know, faux pas that he made because that changed who that made me who I am. So, you know. Yeah, it's a huge part of who you are, too. Exactly. Thanks for listening to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Make these Stop Raising Einstein principles your own. Love unconditionally, give freely, laugh openly, learn daily, grow immensely. And-